Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corkum. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. When God opens a door, you'll need to take a step of faith. Verses 1 and 2 says, Early the following spring in the month of Nisan, during the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence, so the king asked, so, so the king asked me, Why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be te- deeply troubled. Just there, um, actually, c- the end of that verse is, Then I was terrified. Which is very interesting, right? Because God had given him this plan, and now he's got this open door, and the words that he says was, and then I was terrified. Sometimes taking that step's not always going to be easy. You may be terrified, but we have to remind ourselves God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Other versions I love, it says self-discipline, why we control our thoughts. We take, we take control. We have discipline over what we put in, what comes out. He was terrified. He was about to take that step. And sometimes that step of faith isn't always an easy step. It may not be something where you're like, oh, my gosh. You ever have those moments where, you know, I don't know, something happens and you're you like in your mind you're thinking about it and you're like and then the time comes and you're like oh my gosh now I actually have to this is where the road meets the rubber like rubber meets the road rather now I've got to now I've got to actually walk through this door and do what God's asked me to do and so he tells the king what's happening and why he's so discouraged and I love it because the king responds Well, how can I help? Which again goes back to the very beginning where his prayer was one simplistic prayer, but where he says, grant me success today by making the king favorable to me, putting it in his heart to be kind. And I just noticed this. Please grant me success today, four months ago. Give me success four months ago so that when I do have that moment, I will walk through. Not good. Like, God gives us success when we pray. And then when we walk through, doors open. And that's how you know it's the Lord. This was the, his moment. This was his time where he was going to see things happen. And I thought it was interesting because he says he's terrified. And then he says, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied. We don't know what he prayed. We don't know how long he prayed. We don't know, did he leave? King, your your majesty, please give me a moment. I'm going to pray. I'm going to come. We don't know. Or was it just, Lord? I need you now. Like, I need your strength. But he did before he took that step. And what I love is that God not only answered, but he went above Nehemiah's 
expectation. He went above what Nehemiah was expecting. And God always surpasses what we could imagine and fathom in our mind. And that's just the God who he is. Where he says, you're asking for this, and that's great. But what I have for you is going to be even better. And I'm sure that each one here can think of a time where God has come through, not in a just getting by, but he has come through and he has far exceeded what we could imagine. So we see that the king, so he says, okay, so one, he says, what can I do to help? And he says, well, if you're pleased, I want to go and rebuild the walls. And I love this because the king says, well, how long are you going to be gone? And he said, I'm going to be gone. I told him how long I would be gone, and the, greed, the king agreed to my request, which I truly believe that God, again, gave him. You know, God is a God of detail. Like, he's, if he could paint the sky with a myriad of colors. I mean, how many of you on Tuesday after the snowstorm saw the gorgeous sky of like orange and coral and pinks and purples? It was beautiful. You know, even when you think about a child being knit within a mother's womb, when you think about the detail, the intricacy of his creation, Do you think that God can't give you a dream, a vision that is just as detailed? He could give you time frame. He can give you details about what you need. He can tell you who you need to bring along with you. He can give you the, he can give you a year ahead. My friend, when she started, um, ministry. She started in youth ministry. The Lord gave her, I think, a year's worth of messages. Like, it, boom. And she just wrote it down. She knew exactly. That's from the Lord. He can do that. And sometimes, again, we limit the Lord to what we think in our minds. Well, I can't think of that, so I don't know. Let God be God. Let him give you the details of your life and you just receive them with joy, receive them with gladness, receive them with faith and and write it down so that when it comes to pass, you walk through with confidence. God is an incredible God. And you know, I love it because he says, okay, give me a letter addressed to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, instructing them for my safe travels. Give me a letter addressed to Asaph. And it's almost like you could see this confidence building within Nehemiah. Like, as you're reading, he's like, oh yeah, also I need this letter for timber because I'm going to need to um, rebuild the beams for the gates and the temple fortress, the city walls, and I'm also going to need a place to live. So I need lumber for my house too. Like, he didn't, he was confident. God 
will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. And he's going to use this king who doesn't know you to be my avenue, to be what I need, to be the resource to that fruition of vision in my life. For the people of Israel, for, the, for, for Jerusalem. It's like, it's incredible. And then I love it. I feel like Nehemiah was like, the, he like he writes and then he adds these like afterthoughts. Like he did that, he did that in the first chapter where he was like, in those days I was the king's cupbearer. Like, oh yeah, forgot to tell you, you know. But then he says, the king I should add had sent along army officers and horsemen to protect me. Like, you have to understand the magnitude of this. So he gets a letter for safe travels. He gets a letter for timber, for all the like the um, equipment that he's going to need. And then he also has an army and horsemen. He had protection. He was one man. Like, this was one person going to accomplish something the, the Lord had put within his heart. One person, and he is sent with an army and horsemen. Why? Just because. Because the, the king felt, I, like, I'm going to do this on top of everything else. Because I have the resources, so I'm going to send him what he needs so that not only does he have safe travels with a letter, but my men will ensure that my cupbearer comes back to me. You have to remember, he, this was a trusted relationship that he had with the king. This was a very intimate, close relationship. Nehemiah was tasting and drinking everything before the king. The king was literally trusting that he was giving and serving him the right stuff. So for the king, he's saying, yeah, I want you back. You gave me a time frame? Great. I'm going to see you, and your position's going to be held. But just in case, I'm sending an entire army and horsemen to protect you as you go. God does exceedingly above what we could think or imagine. And it's an incredible thing. Never limit what God can do. Never limit what he has in store. Because sometimes when even when you think of the best, the highest, the most infathomable thing in the world, he still could supersede that. He still can go above and say, wait, you think you know? Let me actually show you. Let me actually show myself. I'm going to show off a little bit. Because what you're thinking is like this and what I'm thinking is like this. That's the God that we serve. Isn't that a great, come on, guys, is that not exciting? You don't have to clap, but isn't that, like, isn't that great? Like, that's the God that we serve. And the last point that I have, and this is where we'll pick up in verse 11. It says, so I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out through the valley gate, past the jackal's well, 
and over the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burn gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. So though it was still dark, I went up to the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had not said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But now I said to them, you know very well that what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. When I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversations with the king, they replied at once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. And I'm just going to hold on there for a second. But my third point is hiding things in your heart isn't always a bad thing. A lot of times when God gives you something, you want to share it, right? You have this urgency to be like, guess what God did? Guess what he told me? You're never going to believe it? Like, oh my gosh, it's huge. But sometimes God gives you something just for you that you need to tuck away and keep. Remember again, that waiting period, it's in that waiting period that God solidifies things. He, he brings things to completion within you first. Why? So that you're confident for when that, that moment comes. You know, I think that sometimes, especially today, in a world where on social media, people know everything about your lives, right? You know when, like, your dog is sick. You know when your mom's not well. You know when there's been fights. You know when there's divorce. You know when there's, like, and these are all true things. Like, I've seen this all on Facebook where people feel like, like, because they're typing it, it's like, well, if I type it, it's better. But when you type it, like, 5,000 of your friends see that and like anybody else who might be linked to you. Like people feel that they need to share everything. And sometimes you don't have to. (laughs) Sometimes there are things that it's okay keeping them just for you. You don't have to tell everybody that you and your husband got into a fight or how your mom did something, or your kids, you know, like, and that's like going the extreme. I'm just saying like, because if you can't keep even some things, like personal things, when God brings something into your heart that's big, you're going to be quick to be like, calling your friend, guess what, guess what? And you know what? I've been there. There have been times where God's put things in my heart that I only recognized Now, okay, you want to, like, talk about waiting period and everything. I only recognize later that I probably should have waited on this a little bit. That in my excitement, I was like, oh, my gosh, guns blazing. I've got to run to this. I've got to get this done. I want to do it now. Yes. 
And then like you realize, huh, I didn't think about this aspect. Hmm, two kids, another one on the way. Okay, I still have to go. Keep going with guns blazing. And you're like, this is probably one of those things that God was like, hold on. When I give you the green light, you'll know it's time to go. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I read that book um, from Chip and Joanna Gaines. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard of her. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting because she said that she had opened up a store and it was going really well. And God spoke to her and said, you need to close it. And she was like, what? Like, I'm just starting to build momentum. And he's like, but if you close it now, I'm going to bring you to new levels that you can't even fathom. And she obeyed. She closed the shop. And a few years later, I want to say it was like five years or something, or I don't know, I can't remember. But they they got pitched for a fixer-upper. And then all of a sudden, that's taking off, and they open up this whole silo craziness And then they're opening up a bed and breakfast and a coffee shop. And, I mean, they're just booming. And you see, though, that in obedience, sometimes, like, God also wants to see your obedience. Are you going to obey during this time? Are you going to obey in this season? Because, again, if you could be sensitive, you need to trust that what I'm going to do is going to be even better than where you are right now. Um, I had written something down. Oftentimes, people take delay as denied. And they give up so quickly. They see being a delay as as the Lord being like, no. You know what? We're going to, this isn't going to happen. But that's not what it is. It's in that time that he's doing something. And I feel like it's in that season of keeping things in your heart that he gives you glimpses. And for Nehemiah, I love it because he said, now this is like four months, four and a half months. I don't know how long it took to travel. I didn't look that up. But he said, I hadn't told anybody about the plans that God had put in my heart. No one. He didn't even tell the king. He just said what he needed. That was it. But he's in Jerusalem, and he says, and I slipped out in the middle of the night, and I went to examine and investigate all that needed to be done. And he's taking notes, and he's, he's going, okay, yeah, God, you told me about that. Yeah, I know that. I've got a plan for that got a plan for that. Like, you have to think, he, I'm sure the Lord gave him something incredible because it says the city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing for I had not, again, for I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in administration. And then he says, but now I said, when God says, go. 
all of a sudden, things that you need will be in place. The people you need will all of a sudden be there in that waiting period where you're like, God, what's going on? And then you look back and you're like, man, you know what? It was a few months ago that God knit me together with this person. And she was exactly who I needed in this moment for this time because she's a supporter, because she's an encourager, because she is going to come alongside me. I know it. I haven't spoken it yet, but I know that she's going to be a part of this greater vision that God's put in my heart. You see, because when you share with the wrong people, they can discourage you. What? You're crazy. You want to do what? That will never happen. I'm just telling you right now, that's not going to happen. Get it out of your head. Somebody, when I shared um, with sister about Sisters United, um, she unites now. Um, somebody said, I hope you're not planning on one day or thinking that one day you're going to be in the Verizon Center, which is now this new arena. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And he was like, nope. And I said, you know what? And that, see, that was a moment where I was like, I probably should have kept this in my heart a little longer. But you can have people who discourage you. And see, when God puts something in your heart, you don't need people to discourage. There are going to be people who discourage you. They don't even know they're discouraging you. That's like Cuban nature, I feel like, sometimes, where you go see somebody and they say something and you're like, oh, that's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Okay. You know, or like you, they say something and you're like, oh, I was way more excited before I talked to you. All right. All right. You know, where it's just like people say stupid things. Okay? Like, and and I don't know. Sometimes they think that it's a help. Sometimes they think, like, you know what? I'm going to be a big help because, you know what? They don't have any idea what's going on. I'm going to tell them. And you're like, oh, I wish I never started this conversation with you. You know, people could discourage you. People could make fun of you and mock you. And you know what? I think that's sometimes a part of just being a Christian, where there are people who just don't, they don't have a greater vision. And so when somebody comes alongside and says, says something, they're just going to laugh at you and be like, okay, all right, we'll see that happen. And you're like, all right, we will. But if you're not confident, if you're not secure, if you're not rooted, that could, that could be the thing that plucks that vision right out of your heart. You know, guys, holding things close to the chest isn't bad. They may question your vision. Really? Did God really say that? I don't know. Like, that doesn't seem like God. Like, are you sure? Like, how would this happen? Tell me, how would that even happen? That's a big vision. Like, again, some, like, you've got to be very mindful of who you talk to. They may challenge you. 
keeping things in your heart, we'll learn from Nehemiah, sometimes is a valuable treasure that God is saying, I'm giving this to you. I'm trusting you with this right now for this season because I know that you can handle it properly. I know that you're going to take it. You're going to soak it in prayer. You're going to, you're going to declare what I'm going to do. You are going to see it happen. You're not just going to wish, well, I hope one day it does. You are going to be confident that it will happen. It will come to completion. God will bring it to fruition. He gives you a treasure and says, but now I'm entrusting you. What are you going to do with it? And God is gracious, and sometimes we make mistakes, and that's okay. But we have to learn from our mistakes. We have to say, okay, the last time God gave me something, I was a little quick to talk about it. So you know what? The next time he gives me something, I'm just going to hold it. And again, Justin and I have been there. We have had where you're excited. Justin's my husband (laughs) right there. Um, You're excited. And sometimes in excitement, you're like, I want to tell everyone. I want to share. I want to have people come on board. And what happens is sometimes in wanting to do this, people don't catch on right away. And they're like, I'm not sure. And so if there's anything that we could learn I had, I had titled this, Don't Rush the Process. Remember that the waiting period is not an awful thing. It's not a bad thing. Don't throw in the towel. Stay encouraged. Stay in the word of God. Stay positive. Stay hopeful. Let that endurance, that strength of character, that hope build up within you. Remember that when God opens the door, that it's going to take a step of faith, that you're, you're going to have to actually physically walk through something because what he has for you is going to require that. And you know what? When you take one step of faith, he's going to say, all right, now you're going to take another one. And you're going to have to keep, but that's how our faith grows. That's That's how he strengthens us. And that's how we build even just a confidence in who he is because we see him come through. And then the last thing is hiding things in your heart isn't a bad thing. For Nehemiah, he did that. And what was the response? Yes, let's rebuild this wall. And so they began the good work. And It was just, and then, you know, there was, when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. What are you doing? Are you rebuilding against the the king, they asked? I replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed. We are his servants. We, his servants, will start rebuilding this wall. But you have no share, legal right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. See, when God puts something in your heart, he also puts a, almost like a little bit of a gumption in you. When people do come against you, you're like, nope, you have no claim or right over any of this. We are going to do what God, the gracious God, the God of heaven has allowed for, 
allowed to happen. He alone will give us success. Nobody else.